We want to thank God for today. Uh, it's a beautiful day in the city of San Antonio, Texas. Um, the series we started continues. Uh, packaging for the journey. What do you pack for the journey? Today, um, because of time, I'm going to try to shorten what we'll be looking at today. Um, today, what we are going to be focusing on is three things, but we'll start with one. Uh, three things that you need to pack in your journey. Remember, we said in the beginning that when we talk about journey in this context, we are referring to your destination. Your destination, not physically, because you're going to walk or you want to go to a grocery store or you're going to somewhere visit a friend. No, we're talking about your journey in life, where you are going to be tomorrow, where God wants you to be, your destiny, where the progression you should have in life, where uh, the Almighty God is taking you to, whether it's maritally, career-wise, financially, or any area of your life. And this can happen in the next one minute. For somebody who just testified, it happened in just a week. That's a journey. Uh, for another person, it could be two months, one year. It all depends. As long as there is a movement from one point to another point. We also said that when we look at progression, what it is about, moving in circles cannot be referred to as a progression. It is more like a setback. It's more like a retrogression. It's more like stagnancy. It's more like you getting energy zapping out of you because movement in circles will always return you back to the same spot where you started from. But when your journey is on a straight line, we said to us in the beginning that you need God. We said, God, be with me. Just like Jacob prayed in the book of Genesis that we read. He says, God, if you will be with me on this journey, and God was with him. We also said that God was with Joseph. God helped Joseph. And that in addition to God being with you, you also need God directing you, as he did for the servant of Abraham, Eliezer, who was going to get a wife for Isaac, he called Rebekah. It was God being with him. The Bible says that Eliezer said concerning this experience with God, he says, while I was on the way, the Lord led me. We also looked at the fact that one of the things that you need to pack in your journey is the fact you must have faith. There must be something you are pursuing. Have vision. If you're not pursuing anything, there's nothing you're going to achieve. If you say to yourself, too, I can climb this mountain. So most husbands said, I can climb this mountain. I can do this. So you have to believe. He said last week, you have to just believe. Because when you move, God is also moving. But if you don't move, then nothing's going to happen. You walk into a room, there is electricity. But if you don't switch on the light, you ain't going to have light. You walk into the bathroom, into the kitchen, there is water in the tap. But you got to put on the tap for you to get water out of it. Because there is water in there. The grace of God is available for us. But if you don't use it, then nothing is going to happen. So what are those other things that you need for you to go on this journey? One thing I will tell you today is that you need courage. You need courage, you need to have self-esteem, and then you also need to have an identity. We're going to be looking at these three things, but we are starting with courage. Packing, what do you pack? What are those things you are going to pack? God be with me, God direct me, I must have a vision and all that. Yes, 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 but you need courage. Courage, self-esteem, and identity. How do I know that we need all these things? If you go to the book of Luke, let's see an experience with Jesus Christ. 
and some people. Uh, the book of Luke chapter 5 from verses 1. I'm going to read from verses 1 to verses 11. Luke chapter 5 from verses 1 to verses 11. You can read any version. I think this particular story is easy to understand. Uh, so uh, if, if you want to read along with the Amplified, with the Contemporary English Version, or if it's the King James or the New Living or the NIV, whichever one you choose, it's, it's fine. I'm sure you will understand. But I'll be reading from the King James Version. Luke chapter 5 from verses 1 to 11. The Bible says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him, Referring to Jesus here. As the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake uh, of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people uh, out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. And let down your nets for a draught. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. We have toiled all night and I've taken nothing. We have thought all night, and I've taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their net break, and they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, that they would come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James, John, uh, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, say to your neighbor, Fear not. Come on, say to yourself, Fear not. Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they have brought their ships to the land, they forsook her and followed him. Now, Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 to 11. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 to 11. The Bible says in the book of Mark chapter 1 to 11. Mark chapter 11, I beg your pardon, Mark chapter 11 from verses 1 to 11. It says from verses 1, And when they came near to Jerusalem, unto Bethpage and Bethany, at the Mount of Olives, he sent, he sent a for two of his disciples, and said unto them, Go your way into the village over against you, and as soon as you enter into it, you will find a colt, a colt is also called a donkey, says you will find a colt tied, Whereon never man sat, no man has ever sat on it. Lose him and bring him. <laughs> Lose him and bring him. And if any man say unto you, Why do you do this? So say ye that the Lord had need of him, and straight away he will send him hither. I pray for you under prophetic auction that anywhere you have been tied. 
and you have been wasting. You've not been maximizing God's grace on your life, God's talent in your life. Anywhere that you have been stagnant, you've been stalled. The progress in your life has stopped. Oh, it was bad they, they gave birth to you. You grew. You started going to school. Now you have marriageable age. You are not married. You are married, no children. Oh, you've been at one spot in your job, in your career, in your finances. You cannot say you can count a certain number of money as your own money beyond what you've been used to. You've been tired. You've been tired. I speak to you the words of God. You are loose in the name of Jesus. Your marriage is loose in the name of Jesus. Your finances are loose in the name of Jesus. Everywhere the enemy has kept you without you being used, bringing glory. The Bible says, These people have I called for myself that they might show forth my praise upon the earth in the name of Jesus. Anything not allowing you to come forth, anything not allowing you to show God's praise in the name of Jesus, you are loose from them. You are loose from them. You are loose from them in the name of Jesus. Your legs are loose. Your hands are loose in the name of Jesus. Your brain is loose. Your mental, your agility, your mental life, it is loose in the name of Jesus. Any cost meditating against you, anything stopping you from progressing, from flying high in the name of Jesus, you are loose from them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. Glory be to your holy name. Is there anything in your life that is contending with you? They said that the master has need of him. People have been querying your progress. People have been querying your movement. People have been querying why you must get married, why you must excel, why you must prosper. I speak to you tonight, this morning, this very morning, the words of God in the name of Jesus. Because God has need of you, nobody shall contend with you anymore. No more detractors no more antagonists in the name of jesus you are loose you will fulfill purpose you will fulfill destiny god will bring you into your large land into your large place in the name of jesus. your joy will be full in the name of jesus thank you father glory be to your holy name in jesus mighty name Amen. in verses 4 it says and they went their way and found the call tied by the door without in a place where two ways met where two ways met at, 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 at that's an intersection a junction and they lose him have you been in a state of indecision you've been at one spot you don't know whether you should turn to the right or to the left you are confused you don't know whether you should go backward or go keep going forward in fact in yoruba they will say Iwajo shelo and shelo. Ah, in the name of jesus wherever you are today in your life in your destiny god will lead you god will direct you in the name of jesus confusion stop in your life where you have been in darkness you don't know what to do i speak let there be lights in the name of jesus you know what to do you know who to marry you know what decisions to take in the name of jesus you know where you should do what you should do how you should go about things in the mighty name of jesus you no longer be confused in the mighty name of jesus thank you father glory be to your holy name glory be to your holy name in the name of jesus the bible says that 
And they said unto them, even as Jesus had commanded, and they let them go. They will let you go. Those who have been holding you hostage, those who have been holding you bound, those who have held you captive, those who have been oppressing you for years in all areas of your life, they will let you go. They will let you go. You will go. Now you are free. Begin to go. Come on. Begin to go. Begin to go. Begin to go into your miracle. Go into your blessings. Go into your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. The enemy will no longer hold you bound anymore. You are set free. You are loosed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And in verse 7, it says, And they brought the call to Jesus and cast their garments on him, and he sat on him. And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches of the trees and strode them in the way. And they that went before, and they that followed Christ, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed, is, blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus entered into Jerusalem in, and into the temple. And when he had looked round about upon all things, and now the even tide was come, he went down unto Benetani with the twelve. Today we are continuing that series packing for the journey and like i said that we'll be focusing on courage self-esteem and identity but we are going to be starting with courage courage when you look at what courage means courage is when you are determined you are determined because there is an inner strength within you there's just something in you that says that i can do it i can make it i will not die barren i will not die where i am i can achieve this i can achieve that and i'm grateful to god that you know he made this testimony to just coincide with this sermon i mean i just asked him what should i say today and he says hey, this, i didn't even know that a testimony will come to help um buttress what the lord god asks for us to hear so we said that courage is the determination you have from an inner strength when, when we talk about courage it's not really that there's an absence of fear but it's just that you have that thing within you that says that hey i can subdue this fear this fear is not going to come and overwhelm me and how do you get courage courageous strength courageous strength the strength that you that inner strength that thing within you that you cannot explain that thing that just tells you that hey you can keep on keeping on that thing that tells you not to give up that thing that tells you that you can face your fear that thing that tells you that it doesn't matter how it has been it doesn't matter how many times you have failed it doesn't matter how many times you have tried you can give it one more try you can give it one more attempt that thing that thing that thing is a strength within you it's a courageous strength and it always comes when we wait on God when we wait on God so when you are thinking of failure you're thinking of calamity at the back of your mind after you just finish a particular project after you just written an exam after you are starting a marriage or you're you are trying to do anything how can you be courageous you can't be courageous with that a lot of us just got married and the next thing you are having at the back of your mind is that oh uh, my husband will do this something bad they say when you get married people will fight i might misbehave or you just got pregnant and you are thinking of something negative courage will not come because you're already killing yourself it doesn't matter what it is there must always be that inner strength within you and that inner strength will come from you waiting on God. That no matter what, no matter what, because God says my marriage will not fail, then it will not fail. Because God says that I will not lose my job, I will not lose my job. Because God says I won't be sick, I will not be sick. God says I'm not going to die, therefore I am not going to die. 
So it is always because you are waiting on God that you get that courageous strength. So whenever you see yourself trying to do something and at the back of your mind or you just finished something or you want to do something or you are doing something currently and at the back of your mind doubt, fear is setting in then you know that that will not help you to have courageous strength. And again, when you do right, when you are doing the right thing, then you shouldn't have any contrary expectation. As long as you know that you've done the right thing. You've done the right thing. So you should not have any contrary expectation at all. How do you know that you do the right thing? The Bible says in 1 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verses 13. 1 Corinthians 22, verses 13. He says that then you will prosper if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgments with which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. He then said, he says, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be dismayed. So, doing the right thing requires that you wait on God and align with what the word of God says. He says, when you fulfill the statutes and judgments with which the Lord has charged you and I, he says, then don't worry because you will prosper. He says, so don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. It doesn't matter if the pain is still there. It doesn't matter if that situation is not going. God is saying to you and I, he says, don't worry. Just make sure you do the right thing. When you read the book of Psalms 27, Psalms 27 verses 14, he says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he will strengthen your hearts. Says, wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he will strengthen your hearts. So the, the the strength you have from within, that inner strength, how your heart is strengthened, comes from waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord. And when you wait on the Lord, you will see that you will have an understanding of what He is saying to you concerning your situation. For example. It says, say ye to the righteous, he shall be well with him. And you know that you don't have your own righteousness. But the righteousness that you have is the righteousness of Christ Jesus. So you can tell yourself, the word of God says to me, it will be well with me. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. It says, my tomorrow will be alright. I want you to say to yourself, my tomorrow will be alright. My tomorrow will be alright. My future will be alright. My destiny will be alright. My marital life will be alright. I will not fail in my marriage. Oh, my job will be alright. My career will be alright. My health will be alright. My children will be alright. My spouse will be alright. My parents will be alright. Everything that concerns me, my generations, all that concerns my life, it will be alright. All of them will be alright in the name of Jesus. So, courage is the determination you have from an inner strength. A lot of us are guilty of always thinking negative. We will just always want to see that we become pessimistic in life. No, you can't get courage when you are pessimistic. You can't get courage when you are working on something and you are already thinking of failure. You can't get courage when at the back of your mind you just finished the project and you feel that you have failed or it will not come out well. You can't be courageous when you are always bothered on what he is thinking, what she is thinking, or what he will say, what she will say. What is your business with what they are thinking? What is your business with what they will say? 
because you didn't perform well, you are worried about what they are thinking or saying. When the Bible says that God can actually write your errors, He can design your errors, you are making mistakes. Rather than them to see your mistake, they are seeing beauty, they are seeing glory. I speak to you under prophetic auction this morning. Any area of your life, between now and in the future, that there are errors, that you have made mistakes, God will design your errors in the name of Jesus. Where there is an exemption to every rule, it shall be applied to you in the name of Jesus. In the kingdom of God, because of exemption to rules, God will make you exempt from every rule in the name of Jesus. Any rule militating against you, not allowing you to progress in life, not allowing you to enter into your large place, God will exempt you in the name of Jesus. Have courage. Courage because of inner strength. Courage because of inner strength. Psalms 31 verses 24. Psalms 31 verses 24. It says, Be of good courage and it shall strengthen your heart. Oh, who hope in the Lord. You have to hope in God. You have to hope in His word. You have to hope in what His prophet says for you to have courage. No matter what it is. A man prayed for a woman. And she never had a child. She had a child in the Bible. The child died. And then went, the man of God went again and raised him up from the dead. That is hope. 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 The Bible says Christ in me. The hope of glory. So when you have Christ in you, then you know that there is a better tomorrow. That's why he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says that my thoughts towards you are of good. Not of evil. That will give you a bright future, a glorious future. I know concerning your destiny, I know concerning your tomorrow, God will give you a bright future. God will give you a glorious future in the name of Jesus. Wherever they've looked down on you, wherever they've said to you, nothing good can come out of you. Where they've called you a black sheep, where they've said, oh, you cannot prosper, you cannot excel. They've said that it is not your type that gets the kind of miracle. They've said you cannot marry, you cannot give back to children. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will have a better tomorrow. God will surprise all your enemies. God will make their mouth to marvel. They will marvel. They will marvel because of the Lord's doing in your life. In the name of Jesus. So, the number one key to courage because for you to get your destination where God has ordained that you should be, you're not going to jump there. You're not going to fly there. You're going to walk it out. And courage is part of what you will need in your luggage for the journey. Don't forget, your journey is not driving 84 miles from San Antonio to Austin. No. No, 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 no. We're not talking about physical things here. We're talking about how you can move to the next level in life. We're talking about where God has said you should be. Where you should be right now. Is it where you should be? So there must be a journey. But to make sure you're not tired, you're not weary on that journey, there are things you need in your luggage. And courage is one of it. So the key to courage, the key to that inner strength is you waiting on God, hoping in the Lord, hoping in His Word. Another key to courage is when you have positive people around you. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 6, Isaiah chapter 41 verse 6, it says, Everyone helped his neighbor and said to his brother, Be of good courage. Ladies and gentlemen, you need the right people around you. You need the right people around you. People that will tell you that, hey, you can make it. You need a cheerleader. 
Look at Sumba. Her husband needed him around him. Remember when I was in their house months ago? And the man told me how he, he sent his wife to a job interview to negotiate his salary. I said, I've not heard that before. In this America, because he was busy with something and he said, hey, can my wife come? And he said, okay, no problem. And it was the woman who went there to negotiate his salary. What? And he got the job. What? In this country? It's not about coronavirus because this is years ago. So you need the right people, whether it is a spouse, whether it is children, and so on. You need the right people around you. There was a captain who was leprous in the Bible. He didn't know how to get healed of his leprosy. He was a slave. What's in Nigeria they will call house help. A maid that gave him the expo, that gave him the key to his own solution to the sickness he had in him. And for him, it was a journey. It was a journey. A journey from being a leprous man to becoming old, to becoming healed. So he also had someone that is good. What about neighbor? We learned, we, we, we did a study on neighbor, I think some Sundays ago, how his wife, Abigail, saved him and saved all the family from destruction because David would have killed them. He was a servant that went to Abigail and said, hey, David requested for help from your husband, but your husband called the bluff of David. And David has sworn that he's going to kill Nabal and all his family. So if that servant didn't mention to Abigail, maybe today it would have been a different story we'll read in the Bible. You always need the right person around you. A lot of us make mistakes of surrounding ourselves with negative people. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that if you work with those who are wise, then you will be wiser. But when you follow foolish people, lazy people, you'll be foolish. You'll be destroyed. You're following people who are lazy, you'll be lazy. You're following people who have no vision for life. You don't have vision for life. You're following people who are committing sin, you'll begin to commit sin. You're following people who all they know is to go into marriages and divorce and end up in trouble, then you too, you have that. But you are following high flyers. In school, you are following people who are doing well. You will see that you start doing well because their habits will rub off on you. You are following people who are excelling career-wise. You are seeing how you can, they can mentor you or you are looking at how they are behaving in life. That will also rub off on you. It's scripture. So, for you to have courage, you need to have positive people around you. And that's why the Bible says, everyone helped his neighbor. The Bible says, he that walks with the wise shall be wiser, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So if you have negative people around you, you have pessimistic people around you, people who cannot fill you up with courage, people who cannot encourage you, then you will see that the strength you even have, that little courage you have will be drained out. Having courage is to be encouraged. So you are down, you need to be encouraged. You need hope, you need to be encouraged. He might not even, he might even be your driver if you have a driver. He might be someone that you don't even have anything to do with. A security guy, might be a janitor in your place of work. He might be anybody. 
It might be your Uber driver. It might be anyone. Every one of us at one point in our life need strength. We need people to encourage us. And it's biblical. So, a key to courage, in addition to you hoping on God, waiting on God, another key to courage is that you need positive people around you. Even the Bible talks about Paul, the apostle in Acts 28, 15. The Bible says that Paul was going through so much. But the brethren came to surround him and then he was encouraged. Read it there in Acts 28, 15. The Bible says Paul, apostle Paul was now encouraged because the brethren came around him. That's why I encourage us to always call each other, check on each other, because that alone will encourage someone. You don't know how far it will go. You don't know how far. Some of you are here in Liberty Life today because somebody came to you and said, hey, come to church. Or told you and said, hey, me, I'm now born again. And you find yourself, yeah. If that person hasn't taken that step, you might not be here. You might not have met God here. So, you too, reach out to other people and make sure that your circle are people that have something to add into your life. Not people that will just be draining, draining, draining you or this and tell you you can't do it. Imagine if someone had told her husband you can't do it, it's not possible. The man too might have said, Well, it's not possible. So identify those people who are telling you you cannot make it in life. People who are discouraging you, people who are telling you, oh no, 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 it's not for people like you. You are black. It's only for the white people. You're not a Caucasian. Oh, when they tell you you don't have a PhD or a master's degree, you cannot get job job, don't believe them. When they tell you how long have you been in this office and you want to be promoted, it is not possible. They say, oh, you, you are 40, you are 50 and you want to have a child, you don't have any womb anymore. You are not in menopause. Tell them the word of God says concerning you that you will be fruitful. The word of God says concerning you that there is nothing you touch that you will not prosper. Who is it that gives life? It is God that gives life. When they say somebody is dead, that person can still rise. When they say there's a sickness, that person can still be healed. That same God that healed that man from leprosy. That same God that saved Joseph from slavery, from the prison, and catapulted him into the palace, he will do the same for you. Wherever you have been held captive, wherever you have been held bound, wherever you have been stagnant, God will release you. God will help pure. God will make you move. You will move forward. You will no longer move in circles. In the name of Jesus, I begin to cut off anything that has have you move in circles. You'll be moving in circles. You'll be moving in circles. You are breaking out. 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 In the name of Jesus. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 2.21 It says, say, tell the Israelites, say, tell them, tell them, you have circled this mountain for too long. Said it is now time to move forward. I speak to you on the apostolic auction it is time for you to move forward it is time for you to move forward in the name of jesus you will move you will grow in leaps and bounds you will go higher you will go higher you will expand to the right to the left in the name of jesus god will give you victory victory over sicknesses over diseases over stagnancy over setbacks in the name of jesus courage Courage to move forward. Courage. The key is hoping God, waiting on the word of God. 
The key is having positive people in your life because you need to pack this in your luggage for the journey. Another key is to courage. Like we said last week and two weeks ago, is to have God with you. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 it says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. I speak to you. God will go with you. Into that relationship, God will go with you. Into that marriage, God will go with you. Into that job, God will go with you. He will be with you. He will not forsake you. Into your next level, He will be with you. He will not forsake you. In the name of Jesus, into that dream of any more before the end of this year, into that dream of being promoted before the end of this year, God will be with you. God will go for you in the name of Jesus. You want to expand? Come on, begin to claim it. Begin to speak to yourself. What is it that you want? There is an anointing right here. Begin to claim it. Begin to receive it. Everything you want. In the Kalabakashakataya. Come on, go ahead. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Before this year ends, so shall it be unto you. Thank you, Father. Amen. He told Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 verses 9. says, Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. A lot of us, all we just need is God with me. I need to be courageous. Once it is for the master's use, no one can question you. The text we read in Mark chapter 11 verses 1 to 11. You saw that call that was standing there for a long time. You've been there for a long time. Ah! And I've told you guys before, once something is for the kingdom of God, nothing, there is nothing whatsoever that can challenge it. Once you say, God, I want to marry to serve you, my marriage will bring honor to you, I will make sure me and my household, like Joshua said, I and the children that the Lord has given to me who will serve the Lord. When you say, God, like Anna, give me a child and I will bring him back to you. Give me a job and I will serve you. God, make me great and I will serve you. Nothing, no one can contend with you. Each time you want to take a step to the next level, there is always something or someone or some people or some things that will want to question it. That's why Jesus said, if anybody asks you, where are you taking it to? Tell them that the master has need of it. The Bible says, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Whether they be in heaven, on earth, on earth, yet, at the mention of the name of Jesus. So, you need this word. And that's why we read Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11 too. You need this word. You need Jesus to be in your boat. You need a partnership with him. For everything you are doing, Jesus must be involved. When your partner, that court until Jesus stepped in was alone. And was start there. Nobody, that court never had anyone surrounding it to say, ah, why is this court here? 
Why is this cold? And nobody ever sat on them. So the cold was just useless. Remember when we started this series? We looked at the Bible. It says, these people have I formed for myself. That they might show forth my praise upon the earth. God created that donkey, that cord, for a purpose. But the purpose wasn't fulfilled. No man ever sat on it. You've been there. No man ever think of you moving forward in life. Until the master said, I need this. And the good news I have for you is that God is saying he needs you. God is saying to you that he needs your finances because he wants to make you a kingdom treasurer. When you say, God, give me money, make me rich, he won't answer you. But when you say, God, give me money, make me rich, so I can serve you with my money, so I can expand your kingdom with my money, then you are speaking the language everyone understands. Then you will see God coming to show forth for you. That call, the Bible says, Jesus said to them, you will meet it at a road, where two, at a point, where two roads meet. That's a junction, an intersection. That court has been in an indecision for life, for years. The court has been stuck. Imagine you driving a car and then you say the car stalls. The car that stalls can still be driven, can still move. The horse or donkey that was tied to a stall can still be loose. That is why I know that there's nothing in your life that has been in, on one spot. There is no place you can be in a place of indecision that you will still not move. And that's why I know right now that as many of you who are hearing my voice, it is time for you to move. The Bible says the time to favor Zion has come. Yet the set time has come. It is your own time. It is your own time. For a new season. It is your own time for a turnaround. Your turnaround era has come. It is your time to be promoted. It is your time to be married. It is your time to have a child. It is your time to enter into a new phase of your life. In the name of Jesus. It is your time for liberty. As the name of the church is liberty. The Bible says wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Because of the spirit of God, yeah. Receive liberty. Receive liberty. You are free. Freedom from oppression. Freedom from sorrow. Freedom from all forms of heartache. Everyone who has been denied or one breakthrough or the other, receive freedom from denial. Everyone who has been experiencing disappointment in all areas of life, right now in the name of Jesus, receive freedom. In the name of Jesus, those that have been shot against you, I decree and declare under apostolic unction this very morning they are opened. They are opened. They are opened in the name of Jesus. Where they've said no, no to your victory. Where they've said no to your success. Doors are opened. Doors are open. Doors of opportunities in the name of Jesus. It says that we open the two leave gates. So they will not be shot. They will not be shot in the morning. They will not be shot in the night. In the name of Jesus, your progress will not be limited anymore. No more restriction to your progress. In in the name of Jesus, spiritual intensity, you will be on fire for God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Courage is what you need. Courage. You need courage as part of what you will carry in your luggage for that journey. Don't be dismayed just because God is with you. God be with me. Because he says, before Samuel says, With thee have I run through a troop. Says, With thee have I leaped over walls. Don't have impossibility in your dictionary. 
Don't say I can't do it. It has never been done. I hate that. You can do it. Say to yourself, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. I will make it. I will make it. As you are saying that to yourself, it is happening. I will make it. I can do it. I will make it. I can do it. Come on. Speak to yourself. The works of life. The Bible says you will decree a thing. It shall be established unto you. I will make it. I can do it. I will make it. I can do it. How do you build courage? How do you build courage? For anything you want to do in life, don't dilly-dally. Don't delay. Don't procrastinate. Maybe Subo's husband, if he didn't take that step at that time, would not get that job. Then obviously that job was vacant, maybe. And I'm sure maybe he's not the only one that applied. Don't delay. Don't. What is it that has been waiting? It is now time. The master has need of it. Because you will testify. So you can tell that friend, you can tell that neighbor that God did it. And God wants to use your own story to encourage someone else. God wants to use you as a pipeline, as a channel to somebody else. Somebody here, something always happened to you in your head. You want to move forward? But there's always something that will just scatter everything. There's always a step you want to take. You have good intentions, great ambitions. But the enemy causes commotion in your head. Your right path. As I'm speaking to you right now, receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Rekanda kalaboro koskotoriba kashkata yakakuria. Rekende rekakuri mosokotoriba kaikata yakakuria. I pulled out every stronghold. Rakashkata ya ikatali koro sokotoriba kashanta. Ende rekakakuria bakashakata ya. Every arrow that is being shot, go back to sender. In the name of Jesus. Iyalakaya lakaya kelebo sokotoriba kayakata kata yakakuria. Ende kende kalikakuria bakashkata yakakuria. This one is the child of God. And if God be for us, who can be against us? It says, when they move from one nation to another nation, from one kindred to another kingdom, from one kingdom to another kingdom, he suffered no man to do do them wrong. Saying that what? He is my anointed. Do my prophet no harm. Because you are God's kings and prince. It says in the book of Peter, it says you have been made Kings and priests unto the Lord. Say you are a royal priest, a holy nation. Because the mark of the Lord is upon you. No one will be able to harm you anymore. In the name of Jesus. Come on, receive that. Receive it. Come on, shout that. Receive it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. How to build courage for anything you want to do in life. Don't delay. Don't dilly dally. Don't drag your feet. There is no room for any shilly shally. Stop procrastinating every day, every moment of your life. Don't be stored. Stay away from anything that can make you to be stored. 
anywhere that your car has been moving and it suddenly stops, start it again because this time around the master has need of it. Is there anywhere you've been tired as a court? This time around the master has need of it. You've been denied promotion. You've not been able to get what you want. This time around the master has need of it. There's something that is challenging in your life. This time around the master has need of it. Anything you want to do, you want to be able to talk, you want to be able to see opportunities, the master has need of these highs. You want to be able to hear good things, the master has needs of his years. Your feet will begin to go forward in the mighty name of Jesus. No more stalling. Come on, say to yourself, no more stalling. No more stalling. Thank you, Father. No more dilly-dally. No more delay. You have to start advancing. You have to start moving forward. It is time for you to proceed. It is time for you to proceed. I don't want you to stay where you are. Right now, begin to say to yourself, I am moving forward. It is my time. I am moving forward. I don't care the last time I was promoted. If I was promoted this morning, I can still be promoted again. I am going to move forward. I am going to progress in the name of Jesus. Jesus had to command that the disciples go and bring that cord, that donkey that was tied and was never used so that he could ride on it. That donkey was in a place of indecision. No man ever sat on it. You've been wasting your life, wasting your talent, subdued by fear. It is time. It is time because the master has needs of you. And when they want to question, they say, why should they be promoted? Say, no, 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 no. They, they said your, 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 your appraiser wasn't good. And their question was, so why should we promote him or her? The master has need of you. The master has need of you. They are questioning, no, 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 you cannot hand so 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 amount of money. The master has need of you. You are not qualified. Some of said they said they wanted somebody who has a particular degree. They said they wanted someone who has a particular skill. Say, hey, I can't do it if you give me the opportunity. Why? Because the master has this of you. The Bible says that the word of God has gone forth. Hey, the word of God has gone forth. That's why I told you in Luke chapter 5. Jesus said to Peter, launch into the deep. Despite the fact that Peter told all night that he did not achieve anything because Peter keyed to the word of God. I told you in the beginning, courage. You need to do what? Align with the word of God. What does the word of God say concerning you, concerning your tomorrow? You need to align with it. You need to align with it. No more indecision. It doesn't matter how long. You can do it now because the master has need of you. Another thing that can help you in building courage, always acknowledge your need for help. Always acknowledge your need for help. So what husband says, and don't mind me using your testimony, but I have to use it. Says, go and negotiate my salary for me. And the wife, being a good partner, went ahead. She didn't say, how possible is that? Does, it, does that even make sense? She drove down there. Said, I'm representing my husband. Her husband asked for help. When you need help, and you don't cry for help, you ain't got getting nothing. Always cry for help when you need one. If you are stuck in an elevator, ask for help, cry for help, ring the bell. Emergency, dial 911. You don't dial 911, nobody's gonna come to pick you up and rescue you. You're stuck in a fire, 
and you don't cry for help, how can the firefighters know that you are there if you don't cry for help? Don't say, hey, I can do it when you cannot do it. Don't tell yourself you know the way when you don't know the way. Imagine you walking on the road, looking for an address, going on a destination, and you are lost, you don't know your way, and you don't ask for help. How will they tell you, turn left, turn right, make a right, make a left, go around the circle, keep left at the fork? How can they tell you at the intersection, go round? How will you know? Because there is always a point in our lives where you are approaching a ramp, and by the time you exit the ramp, you don't know whether you should maintain your left or your right. So always seek help. From who? Number one, God. Because he's the one that can never mislead you. Number two, God can use people to seek help. Ask. You're going through something? Call on God. The Bible says, as many that shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. The Bible says, call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee. I will hear thee and deliver thee and you will glorify me. Don't stay silent. Tell your friend you need help. Tell your neighbor you need help. Whoever you can call upon, if you don't, you're on your own. So always acknowledge your need for help. Don't behave or act like you know something when you don't. Seek for help. Don't keep quiet. The mistakes you should have avoided. Seek for help so that you don't make that mistake. Somebody who just feel, oh, I know the road, I know the road. You will keep going round and round, wasting your gas or walking in the sun or in the cold. Just ask for help and say, hey, I'm going to this destination. Can you just direct me? It's as simple as that. You walk into a building, you're trying to locate an office. Ask, I am going to this office. Otherwise, you'll just be going on the elevator up and down. You'll be stuck. Wasting time. Making mistakes. Number three way you can help yourself with courage. Build courage. Is to be like the firefighters. Have you ever seen any firefighter who will not go into the fire? They know there is disaster. But they don't just jump into the fire. So I know the problem is there. The situation is there. But face it anyway. Face your fear. You need courage because you need to make tough decisions. So when you run away from challenges, they need to stop you from reaching your destination, fulfilling what you have to fulfill. So the firefighters, they know they said there is fire, there is trouble, but they still go. You know that there are hurdles ahead of you. You know this thing is difficult for you. You know it's a bit challenging. Is that why you have to run into your shell? Is that why you don't have to, to, to begin to just stay where you're not supposed to be? No. Make that tough decision. If it's to apply for that job, go. Apply. 
Because the word of God has gone forth. The Bible says the word of God runs swiftly upon the earth. Make that request. In America here, yeah, I use it a lot. I remember I was going to stay somewhere and I, tell them, I asked them, do you have discount that I can take advantage? They say, oh yeah, we have discounts. Meanwhile, if I didn't ask, they wouldn't tell me. So I took advantage of the discount. Anyway, where I'm living now, I just asked them, don't you have discount for people who are just moving in? And they say, ah, we have discount. I say, then I'm going to use it. <laughs> so if I have kept shots, I would have missed that. I would have paid more. Don't keep quiet. Make that tough decision. Make that tough decision. What you start today, you will finish. What you don't start, you can't finish. Start that exam. Start that certification. Start that job application. Start, start, start. Because the word of God is there for you. Because you are facing that tough decision. You are going to make that tough call. Because you are not going to delay. Make that tough decision. And finally, how can you have courage? How can you build courage? How? In addition to you being able to make tough decisions, in addition to you ensuring that you seek for help, making sure that you don't stay quiet, you need to always position yourself to be alert. You cannot joke with alertness. Mentally, you need to be alert. Physically, you need to be alert. And please permit me to use Mr. husband's testimony again. He said something that was very, very striking. He said, they said, you've not done this. He said, hey, it's not that I can't do it. But because I have never had the opportunity to vote, do it. So you give me the opportunity, then I'll prove you. I'll prove myself. I will do it. I'll get it done. Oh, they need this. They say, oh, we need people who have this certificate or this degree. I will get it. I'm in the process. This is what I've done. So for someone who is not mentally alert, how? How? You need to be physically alert too. When we looked at the life of uh, Eliezer, the servant of uh, Abraham, when we read that he went to look for a wife for Rebekah, and he told God, the woman that will come out, feed all these camels, and so on and so forth, God, please show me the right person. And then he, was, he got there, he met Rebekah, and all of that. Imagine if he wasn't alert. A lot of us opportunities pass beside us and we miss it. You need to be alert. Spiritually, you need to be alert. Physically, you need to be alert. Mentally, you need to be alert. You need to be agile, energetic. You need to be brave. You need to be strong. I'll read Deuteronomy chapter 31 and we close. Deuteronomy 31 from verses 6 to 8. Deuteronomy 31 from verses 6 to 8 as we close. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 31 from verses 6 to 8, it says, Be strong and of a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God, he it is that doth go with you. He will not fail you 
nor forsake you. And Moses called unto Joshua and said unto him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and of a good courage, for you must go with these people unto the land which the Lord has sworn unto their fathers to give them. And thou shalt cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he it is that God go before thee, he will be with thee, he will not fail thee, neither forsake thee, fear not, neither be dismayed. That's all you and I need. So most husband said, when I visited them, he saw that this is a representative of God coming and I want to tap into it. The word of God came as a prophecy to him and the family. He tapped into it. I wasn't the one that went to apply for that job for him. I wasn't there at the interview with him to speak what or give them the responses they were saying. I wasn't the one who told his wife to apply. They both did it. He sought for help. The wife did it. He had a positive person around him. Do all of these things and you will see that you will get your destination. Because God is with you. We suffer because we don't take steps. We don't get it because we don't take steps. When the Bible talks about sowing and reaping, it says give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, running together, shaking together, shall men give unto your bosom. It is not only when it is offering time that that word is applicable. You give little commitment to your own success, to your progress, that is what you will get in return. Because whatever you sow, you reap. It says give and it shall be given back to you. Our husband gave actions to his faith. Last week, Sunday, we talked about action. We said you must take step. We talked about strategy. That you must have a goal. The man said, I want to be where my wife is. He was not envious and jealous of his wife. But he said, God did it for her. He will do it for me. And of course, the word of God has gone for me anyway. The pastor came to my house and he spoke the word of God. And I want to hold on to it. You are hearing the word of God now. You have been studying his word. What is that challenge? What is that thing that is disturbing? Are you going to also act a step of faith? We read last week Sunday. He who comes to God must believe that he is. And is a rewarder that, of those who diligently seek him. Abraham said that he is looking for a city. A city that the builder and maker is of God. When everything you are seeking is of God, there is no way you will fail. When you partner with God, you align with his word, there is no way you will fail. Just believe, for belief's sake, that God said it. So I'm not going to fail. And I will do my part. When you don't do your part, there's where nothing happens. You do your part, the best you can give to it. And tell God to take over. And see how unmerited favor, grace. Grace is a favor you don't know merit. See how it will work for you. You want him to be your partner. You want that inner strength. Bow your heads. And begin to cry unto him. And say, Lord, please help me. I'm not going to stay silent. I need your help. I need your help. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, take it serious. Come on, 
there's an anointing here this morning. Come on. That testimony is just so coincidental. I never knew God did a breakthrough for them during the week and he told me to come and preach this. It means that there's somebody too that is his time. There's somebody too that God wants to help. Come on, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Don't stop. 